and pray that all is well for you on this Tuesday morning. You're listening to Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. You know, in preparation for today's show, I was thinking about uh, different things that occurred in the past week or two, things that were, you know, reported on the news and so forth. And I remembered that last week it was announced that Henry Kissinger, passed away. And uh, I got to thinking about this. Mr. Kissinger was 100 years old. He practically outlived all his contemporaries. And uh, Henry Kissinger was no doubt a, uh, a controversial one. Uh, to, that's, that's putting it lightly. Um, and uh, he, he's seen perhaps as the most powerful secretary of state And uh, now I'm going to go ahead and uh, read a brief excerpt, actually, from the New York Times on Kissinger. Uh, But this is from the New York Times, quote, Few diplomats have been both celebrated and reviled with such passion as Mr. Kissinger. Considered the most powerful secretary of state in the post-World War II era, he was by turns hailed as an ultra-realist who reshaped diplomacy to reflect American interests, and denounced as having abandoned American values, particularly in the arena of human rights, if he thought it served the nation's purposes. He advised 12 presidents, more than a quarter of those who have held the office, from John F. Kennedy to Joseph R. Biden Jr. With a scholar's understanding of diplomatic history, a German-Jewish refugee's drive to succeed in his adopted land, a deep well of insecurity, and a lifelong Bavarian accent that sometimes added an indecipherable element to his pronouncements, he transformed almost every global relationship that he touched. And again, like I mentioned before, he... uh, Uh, practically outlived all his contemporaries. But you see, and here's where I'm going with this, (laughs) even a man as significant as Henry Kissinger had his appointed time to die. 100 years old, a century. Even the most powerful men, the most powerful of men, the richest, the wealthiest, those who have been looked upon as untouchable, even they have their appointed time. So consider the words of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 5.15. Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. If you jump then to chapter 9 of Ecclesiastes, he expounds on this point, on the fact that all human beings have 
the same destiny awaiting them. Verse 2 of Ecclesiastes chapter 9 all share a common destiny. The righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the clean and the unclean, those who offer sacrifices and those who do not. As it is with the good, so with the sinful. As it is with those who take oaths, so with those who are afraid to take them. This is the evil in everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. And Solomon says later in verse 12, Moreover, no one knows when their hour will come. As fish are taught are caught in a cruel net, or birds are taken in a snare, so people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. So whether you're rich or poor or good-looking or ugly, you know, whatever you look like, we all eventually get old. Now, some people stay old for a long time. Like Henry Kissinger, right? He, he, he was old ever since I could remember. Forty years ago, he was old. So just because you're starting to get old, you know, that, that doesn't mean you're going to be in the coffin immediately. You know, you, you might stay old for a long time. But it's not going to last forever. The author of Ecclesiastes was an incredibly powerful individual. He was like a Henry Kissinger when it came to his fame, worldwide influence, and so forth. We read in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, he writes, starting from verse 4, I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well. The delights of a man's heart. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. And all this my wisdom stayed with me. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done, and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind, Nothing was gained under the sun. Even that of Solomon knew that in the end, everything that we acquire in this material realm will be brought to dust. Rubble. And this is why he stated at the very end of Ecclesiastes, after examining and expounding upon this thing that we call life, He writes, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So there you go. You have one life 
it will soon be past. But whatever is done for Christ shall last. C.T. Studd, famous British missionary. Now, if we develop this type of eternal perspective, that will greatly alter the way we go about doing things in this life. It will alter our decision-making process. It will pretty much alter the entire direction that your life is taking. Your life will go back onto the straight and narrow. You'll be following the path that God intends for you to follow. Now, there's nothing wrong, you see, with acquiring material things or elevating in the corporate world or getting a college degree or that type of accomplishment or, or any of these types of things. In fact, it might be part of God's plan for you to acquire some of these things. That might indeed be part of God's path for you to acquire certain material blessings or status positions. But everything God blesses you with will be utilized by the Lord to assist you in the overall purpose and plan that he has for your life. God allowed Joseph to become second in command over Egypt. What a blessing Joseph there received. You know, I'm sure it came with a lot of perks that Joseph enjoyed. He probably had access to the best food, the best, you know, the best stuff, whatever, you know. <laughs> but again, Joseph still remained focused. He knew that God put him in that position for the purpose of preserving the bloodline of his ancestors when the famine came upon Egypt. He probably enjoyed lots of the perks of being second in command. There's nothing wrong with that. But he still kept God front and center. And that's the key right there. Make sure that you're not living just to live. Make sure that you're living for God and not for your own satisfaction. One day, all of our works are going to be burnt with fire to see if they can stand on their own. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So ask yourself this. What am I doing right now in my life for the Lord? Are you doing anything for God? Or are you just living for yourself? Maybe you're feeling very unsatisfied. You've been chasing the American dream or whatever, and you haven't attained it yet, so you're grumpy, depressed. You look on Instagram, Facebook and all, and you know you see your friends, it looks like they're doing a lot better. They're happier and all. They may not be really happy, by the way. <laughs> People are only going to show you what looks good on social media. Your friends might look like they have the perfect family, you know, but, but trust me, be behind the scenes, all hell's breaking loose, okay? But <laughs> People post these pictures, you know, they're like, oh, so thankful for, you know, to God for my family you know, we're, everything, we're so perfect and all, but, you know, behind the scenes, they're cussing each other out every night and... and <laughs> People don't show you what's really going on behind the scenes on social on social media. 
So stop paying attention to them. Start paying attention to God. And the funny thing is, you might be focused on your dreams instead of God because you think that attaining your dreams, whatever they are, that, that that's going to give you complete satisfaction. But the only way to have true satisfaction in this life is if you are living out the purpose and plan that you know the Lord has for you. So start seeking that before you go off and try to seek anything else. And then you'll see the Lord come in and take you places you never could have imagined you would be taken to. God will blow your mind. Let God blow your mind. So I would encourage you in this. So this has been Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. Please share the show with others. Leave a review for me if you can, wherever you access your podcasts. Also, please check out my website, westcoastbibleteacher.com, where you can read my blog that I update regularly. And so with all this in mind, I hope you all have a good Tuesday walking with the Lord, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.